Stuck about swinging. Sox win. Sox win. The flagship home of the Chicago White Sox is live at the 27th Annual White Sox Fan Convention. Let's go back to Sox Fest on 720 WGN. Welcome back from Sox Fest. This is White Sox Weekly. Adam Hogan, Kevin Powell here with you. What a special guest we have here, Adam Hogue. Don Cooper is in the house. How many Sox Fest is this for you now, Coop? You know what? I, I get confused with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's probably been a dozen. Um, and, pe- you know, I, I have to sit and every once in a while add up. Like, okay, I started in 2002 here in the big leagues, and now it's not. It's like it's been a long time. And I don't say that lightly or take it lightly. I'm a lucky guy. Uh, to have what I consider the best job I could ever have. Um, I enjoy it so much. And and I also look back on 32 years ago, I think, when I came into the organization and how lucky was I to hook up with the White Sox, the people that hired me over here, and 32 years later I'm still here. And I see a lot of people, you know, getting fired, getting hired, going here, going there, and I haven't had to do that, so I'm grateful. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, whether it's baseball or other sports, coaches are always moving their families, it seems like, every couple of years. I mean, for you to be in one place for this long. Like I said, I'm lucky, and uh, hopefully we can continue to do this. So pitching coach for so many years, you ever you ever want to be a manager? Think about that? You know, I, not really. Not really, because my passion is pitching. It's always been pitching. I always believed I could do it. Um, and I, I have been a manager, by the way. If you check the record books, I've managed <laughs> yeah, two I, games with the White Sox. <laughs> and I'm one and one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think managing to, in a lot of ways isn't X's and O's and diagramming plays. It's establishing relationships with people. And I think that is probably one of my strengths. So establishing relationship with people, getting them to play hard. It's, you know, bunting and hit and run. Well, if I got a guy that can bunt and I got a guy that can run a little bit of first base, I might hit and run. You know, it's, it's selective. I really believed I could have did it, but I've never really chased after it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, because I'm happy and in my in my the job that I'm passionate about. Coop, how how has your job changed, at, if it has at all, in the last few years since this rebuild started in, in dealing with some of these younger pitching prospects that you know are going to be here eventually? Well, the only way it's changed, we've had a lot of them yeah. at one time. Um, the job never changes. Okay. The, what makes a guy successful, a pitcher, never changes. Um, there is a lot more information that's out there now, you know, um, and, and it could be spin rate, it could be extension, it could be the third time around the lineup, you know, and, and, you know all, there's a lot of new stuff, and it's information, we've got information coming out of our ears. Do you like all the information, or is it yeah, sometimes it's overload? I, I, I li- it, it could be an overload, but I'm the guy that's going to look at all the information and decide what they need to hear, who needs to hear it. There's, certain, there's some guys that cannot um, digest a lot of information. And, uh, you know, for instance, if a pitcher can't digest the information, we might give a lot of that information to the catcher. And as I'm saying that, I just thought of a conversation I had two nights ago with uh, James McCann, uh, the catcher we picked up from Detroit. He was with Detroit in, in, uh, in our division, and we were going over all of our pitchers. And the A to Z, 
You know, we were doing it all, and I enjoyed the conversation. He's into the information. Uh, and uh, like I said, we've got plenty of information to give him. Um, it's a matter of sifting through it and finding out what, what's the real stuff we've got to give him without overloading some guys. We, we definitely won't overload anybody. I was just telling a story earlier about Burley when we went, used to go, we used to, you know, before every game, we sit down, the catcher and the pitcher, at a certain time of the day, and we go over the lineup, what we're going to be doing, and kind of rehearsing a little bit and throwing stuff out there. Not as in, it's, it's a little more in depth now. Um, and Burley kind of was looking around, doodling, scribbling, you know, looking around. And I knew that he wasn't really listening closely. Uh, so we stopped that and let AJ have all the information. That's why when you hear people say, well, Burley never shook off. Burley never shook off because he didn't have any information. <laughs> but, but, but what that meant from Burley is basically it meant AJ, put down whatever you want to put down. Call whatever you want. I'll throw it. I'll make the pitch. I believe and I have conviction that I can do that. And let's just simplify it and do that. And uh, that's how it worked with him. Um, with other guys, it's different. Like this, like James Shields wanted everything. I wanted it all. I, and, but he was a veteran and been around, and he could handle all that information. Um, so it varies with different guys. I've asked this question, I think, every guest we've had on this afternoon, and no better person asked than you, Coop. Bullpenning, the way the game is managed now, the way managers go to the bullpen earlier than ever, the Tampa Rays start with the reliever for the first inning. Your thoughts on bullpenning, whatever you want to call it, the way the game is approached okay. now from a well, pitching standpoint. First of all, you better have a good bullpen. If you you know you, you got to want to go to the bullpen. Just random thoughts. I'm a guy that saw us win a world championship by the starters going to the post every five days and taking the bulk of the work, if not all of it. See uh, the second round of the playoffs when we compete, completed four in a row. Yeah. So I dare somebody to do that again. You know, but there are certain starting pitchers that you might think, well, boy, if we can get five out of this guy, we'd be happy today. Uh Try, try taking, try bullpenning with uh, Chris Sale. Try bullpenning with uh, Freddie Garcia. They're gonna say, "Get out of here! I'm pitching, I'm pitching, and I'm staying in the game." Uh, there are some guys that can go longer in games. Nowadays, I was just saying before on that, you look at two hundred inning guys. There's only ten of them now, wow. so it's no longer a big thing. But it is a big thing to me because again, job description: White Sox pitcher take the bulk of the game, six, seven, eight, sometimes nine. Um, I'm not into bullpenning right yet. You know, on cert, I'm not letting a start, letting a reliever start the game. I'm not there yet. I wouldn't be against, may not be against it, but with what we have right now, I don't think we're going. You're going to see that from us. Uh, you may see us go to the bullpen in uh, the fifth inning. You know, in the fourth inning, maybe. Well, first of all, we want guys to stay. In. I'm looking for reasons for starters to stay in games, not come out. Um, and usually, if they're throwing, getting people out, you can see that. You know, and how they're throwing, you can see that. What's it like in the dugout? You can see all that. And you know when to take a guy out. Uh, I want to leave them in as long as they possibly can do that. Um, but again, there's some games or something like, like, who was it? Kansas City, a couple of years ago. They got five innings out of your. Uh, the, the kid that passed away, I forget his name. Oh, Ventura. 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 Yeah. They got five innings out of him, and they went six, seven, eight, nine because they had quality six, seven, right. eight, nine. And one of those guys is now with us, Herrera. So uh, 
we're hoping for him to be that quality guy for us in one of those innings, too. But I'm not into the, the bullpenning. I, I know the numbers about second time around, third time around, but I know what my eyes and my gut tell me, too. You know, And I know the guy out there pretty good. And you can see if a guy should be kept in, taken out. Uh, but, again, that bullpenning thing is you better have a good bullpen to do that. You know, uh, And then let me tell you something. If guys, when, when Rick... We talk about everything that's going on, and we know exactly what's happening at every moment in that game. And, you know, if when we bring guys in and they get the job done, well, they did great, great, great job. The minute you bring a guy in that doesn't do the job, why did they bring that guy in, you know? So sometimes you can't win, you know, with some of that stuff. But we've been going through a lot of bullpen guys, you know. Over, we've been acquiring guys and turning them over and trading them, whether it be Soria, uh, whether it be Conley, whether it be Robertson, whether it be Swarzak. These are guys we acquired. They pitched for us, and we traded, we traded them at the trade deadline. Now it's starting to get a little bit more solidified because I think we're further along in the rebuild. Um, and I'm really feeling good and optimistic about where we're heading. Well, it seemed like watching the playoffs last fall, like there was a former White Sox reliever pitching in every game with all the guys yeah, that you've traded. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about some of the guys that you have now then. Okay, so Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez, are, are they guys that, uh, you know, when they get into the groove, can be uh, guys that go deep into games? Yeah, well, well they already have. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Lucas's inning total at the end of the year and you look at uh, – Lopez's inning total, they're a hop, skip, and a jump away from 200. And with some more improvement in areas that we're going to be pointing out to them, areas that need improvement, and how, not only tell them, we not only tell them, hey, you got to get better at this. Right. We're going to tell them how we're going to get better at this, and then we're going to go work on it. It's not just saying, hey, fix that, you know. Uh, but if Lucas cuts down on the walks, and put small balls in play, he's probably going to give up a few more hits, but he's going to get some, some outs, too. And so that, and, and, Listen, for Lopez and Gio, they just spent their first year in the big leagues. They both have learned a lot. Uh, We know where we're at. We know where we're heading. And now they're about to enter their second year and see, you know, if we can make another solid step forward with both of them. And I could say that we're talking about Lucas and we're talking about Ray Ray Ray. Uh, But I could say that about every other pitcher on our staff. We're looking into how do we get Nova better? How are we going to get Rodon better? What's next for Rodon? What's next for each individual guy? And bullpen guys on top of it. So we're challenging them with certain things to make uh, put this on the top of their list, because it's on the top of my list, to get better. So that you can help us win, help us. Listen, the last few years, it's not where we're, what we're used to. Last year was painful, but now we're coming out of that painful period. Now we're looking. If we make another move or two, I wouldn't be surprised if we can make some hay this year. Everybody's talking 2020. Uh, we might be able to make some hay. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about all of the players that we've traded for, drafted, uh, and acquired over the last four years because we're building up an arsenal of young talent in the minor leagues. And now Rick has uh, gotten us, uh, you know, uh, b- 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 Alonzo has gotten us, John Jay has gotten us, Herrera and Colomay. John, John Jay and Yonder Alonzo, by the way, they're very good friends with Manny Machado, you may have heard. You know, I heard that. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I hear. But you know what? A lot of people are saying that, and, and it's true. But they're good players. Yeah. You know, Alonzo can swing it, you know, and he's a solid first baseman. And uh, John Jay 
is gives you quality at bats, and he might be leading off for us. Now, I'm not the manager, but I'm thinking, okay, maybe he leads off for us. But we're getting better, and uh, another draft is coming up in June. Yep. Um, so it, we're just going to get nothing but stronger. So I'm certainly hoping that uh, we're not done yet. You know, but listen, I know we've put our best foot forward with everything in, in trying to acquire the big names. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm sitting and hoping like everybody else. But you know, if it doesn't happen, uh, we're still gonna we're still gonna come to the ballpark thinking we're gonna win every day until proven otherwise. Well, we have to take a break here, but uh, we got Michael Kopech coming up next. Anything you want us to ask him for you? Uh, you know, listen. The, the the greatest question one one. I would go. How you feeling? How did the surgery go? How's your rehab going? Well, here he's walking by, so I think how, he can hear your question. How's the rehab going? You're doing the interview for you know, us, Coop. Uh, you know. <laughs> He's going to be back in 2020, and you know the good news is we've a lot of people that have had this have come back even stronger, and he, he's a hard worker. So I'm sure we're going to see him and see him in 2020. All right, Cooper. Well, thanks for stopping thanks, by. Cooper. Really appreciate it. Don Cooper, White Sox pitching coach. We'll How about take, a hand for Cooper? Yeah. Come on. We'll take a quick break here on White Sox Weekly. Come right back with Michael Kopech on 720 WGN.